0: you're listening to two guys talking wine with michael pincus and andre prue hello michael andre this is quite the room it is we are (laughs) we've taken the show on the road again uh we are in a quality inn by the uh by the airport yeah that's where we are (laughs) and um and you're, you're drinking already i am so, uh,
1: we, well, I'm ha- really, I'm really excited. Okay. Um, I think it's something that you and I, we, we both get really excited about wine travel. Yes. Like like we really yes. love the, uh, the press trips that we've been privileged to go on. And, um, you know, you and I have never had a chance to travel together, which is a, the, a damn shame. on the bucket list and I, I hope know.
0: that happens sooner rather than later. But, um,
1: you and I, whenever we come back from the trip, we're always really excited to share like what we found. Uh, I mean, you and, and I, and who we found. Well, and, this, you, and you and I, we talk a lot of crap. Uh, about each other about wine travel but and and this is a piece of advice we've said it on the podcast a few times and i cannot emphasize this enough because a number of people i talk to that have experienced this knows that it's true first off wine always tastes better in the presence of the winemaker does yeah we're about to taste with a winemaker so this wine should taste pretty damn good Yep. but secondly when you travel if you buy a bottle of wine to bring home with you you need to enjoy it i think your exact words were this and i still don't know how it works but. It works you need to enjoy the wine twice as much as you think you're enjoying it yes because when you get home it's not going to taste quite the same no and that's always really held true because there have been some trips i've gone on where i've brought back like dozens of bottles of wine with your stupid voice in my head and never been disappointed there's other times i've only come back with three bottles of wine just because i haven't found those wines that like really make me excited the winemaker we have in front of us is one of these people that when you came back you were just like i tasted all these wines in the loire and when they're looking for Cabernet Franc, so go back and listen to the Cabernet Franc episode, which just dropped on November 14th. And, um, you were just, you were like, man, I tasted these wines and he's coming to Toronto yes. and we've got to get him on the podcast.
0: Correct. And, uh, I was, I was thrilled to taste his wines. Uh, we were in uh, Bourgueil, we were at, uh, we did a tasting first and then we, uh, we sat down to lunch and, uh, I was so excited to, uh, to, ta- to have his wines and, and I was so, I so loved his wines that uh, I sat next to him at lunch, too. So yeah. uh, this is a, this is like the third time I've sat next to him. Uh, this is uh, Xavier Amero yeah. uh, from Bourguet. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is here. To, did I do it all right, André? Was the French good enough? Mais son accent, c'est pas mal. C'est très bien. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Xavier, uh, tell us a little bit about your winery, and then we'll dive right into what we are tasting now, which is not from your winery.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm so glad to meet you again, here, Michael. It was Michael. a pleasure. I appreciate Well, my winery is uh, located in Saint-Nicolas-de-Bourgoy, which is a tiny town, village, I will say. It's, uh, mm, you know, 1,000 1, people living there. Uh, it used to be a Bourgoy big area before revolution, and uh, this village is pretty young. It has less than 200 years old uh it was created just after um the the french revolution and uh the Carteron uh uh is uh, uh downtown the village uh it's it was it used to be the 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 first uh city hall and, and school and my grand grandpa from sixth generation uh, took it over uh early eighteen hundred i think it was uh eighteen thirty three and uh, since then, I'm the sixth generation of, of winemaker. Um, we do, uh, we are producing Cabernet Franc, obviously, and but uh, not only. Uh, we have 36 hectares, which is an average size of a winery for Loire Valley. But next door village moved to Anjou, which is the other province, three, oh. three kilometers away. And thanks to that, uh, my grand-grandma, Armantine uh, three generations ago, uh, uh, brought the white side, the Chenin Blanc, to our winery. Uh,
0: okay.
2: This is why we do also some Chenin Blanc uh, Anjou and uh, uh, some Cremant de Loire and uh, petillon Naturel as well. But the main uh, varietals we are producing for 80% is Cap Franc. Uh, the, the the total estate is organic certified since more than 12 years and biodynamic Demeter certified as well. Uh, we are uh, close to 20 people full-time working the vineyard and the winery and everywhere. So it's uh, this uh, type of farming asks for lots of uh, man and especially women power because we have more women than men in our winery. Hmm. And not only in the office, you know, uh, at the vineyard. And uh, my my cellar master is a, is a Spanish girl, Ana. Okay. And uh, the, so we have a great team. And, um, you know, well, maybe we're going to talk a little bit later on, but uh, I think. Oh, we'll before, have a
0: bunch of questions. We have all kinds of questions. Yeah, but, but first, we're going to. So we, yeah.
1: we hit you with a curveball to start off.
0: Yes. So we what we did was um, I talked to Andre uh, this morning, and I said, I'm bringing a current a bottle of uh, Cabernet Franc. And I said, I was planning on bringing a bottle of Cabernet Franc too. And uh, it turns out Andre, the man who does not like older wine, has brought an older Cabernet Franc along with him. So we'll we'll start with the Ontario older version of Cabernet Franc. It's a 2011. We wanted to get your opinion on this version of Cabernet Franc, and then we'll dive right into the glass with your wines as well. But this is a 12-year-old Cabernet Franc from a lackluster vintage. 2011
1: is. yeah 2011 was uh cool and rainy so it was a challenge to get things super right but it's clear that the people who made this wine um well let's
0: let's find what uh what Zavi, 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 what do you think of this Zavi, what do you think of this version of cabernet franc
2: well this version of cabernet franc i can recognize easily the Cap franc uh, uh um characteristic uh for us 2011 was a beautiful vintage, was hot and, you know, good vintage, very nice weather and maybe a little bit boldier. But here, uh, 12 years old Cap Franc, I think everything is here and it tastes nice. And obviously it gets some, you know, edge on the nose and testing and uh, most people maybe not habit to that. I'm habit to that. I love old Cap Franc because it could edge very nicely. And we can feel a beautiful acidity, which makes it possible to carry on for many years. I'm not sure if it's going, can go more farther, older, but uh, for me, I'm used to drink those Cap Francs and I love to drink them uh, that way because uh, uh, we get, <coughs> it's, not, it's not easy to explain in English, but. Uh, um, you know, côté, um, the côté um, the uh, uh, côté un peu cire tu sais en caustique qu'on qu'on a sur les uh, qu'on met sur les meubles tu sais tu mets sa base de miel tu mets ça sur les meubles you put them on, you um, you on put buildings
1: honey honey on honey
2: yeah The type of sweetness in the nose okay uh, it's honey and uh, you put on the wood and you're on the on the furniture my grandma oh. used to do that and when you get in oh like, like a resin
0: uh, yeah, yeah yeah type
2: of resin you're right and when you get into uh, your grandma' place, they smell your grandma, you know, type of uh, cooking, obviously. But when she she clean up the the place, they smell the encaustic. stick. We call it encaustic stick in French. It's a uh, base to honey. my god, and and they smell that type of sweetness in the nose, and I love that a lot. Man,
1: I I think you missed your calling as a wine writer. That was like a really lovely tasting note, and I, I think something Michael and I like it's it's always hard. You know, when certain wines just taste the way they're supposed to. Like, when you taste Merlot, if you don't write cherry in your tasting note, either the winemaker screwed up on making it or you screwed up as a writer. Merlot smells and tastes like cherries. But when you can get that, like, really visceral response and you've had a visceral response to that, I always really appreciate that and love that. So thank you for for sharing that. Let's dive in. Okay, so the wine was a 2011 bench trial testimony made by Adam Kern and Chris Fournacier, short-lived... project i always thought these wines were um better than i think they got credit for because not a lot of people knew about them and um you were worried that this was going to be over the hill i think you actually told me why am i
0: bringing a crappy bottle of cabernet franc well 2011 station. i was like that's not the greatest of vintages to uh to show off uh i think there's a little bit of a vegetative note on that one but it's not bad i didn't find anything vegetal did you find anything vegetal?
2: No, not really. but- <laughs>
1: I think you've just got it in your head about these wines. I'm, I'm sticking by my thing. Okay, Michael.
2: All uh,
1: right. So, so let's uh, get let's get to Xavier, Let's get to your wines here. Yeah. Um, first question I, I have to ask you is um, how long has your winery been making uh, Petillant Naturel?
2: Well, we do Petillant Naturel now since uh, I will say ten years. Okay, because we're, you know, the the main things for us is Cremant de Loire, obviously. But uh, ten years ago we start to do uh, Petillant Naturel. And that's fun. It's very different than the classic, uh, uh, sparkling wine you can get in, uh, in Loire Valley. Uh, the, this one we are testing now is a 100% Cap Franc Rosé Pétillon Naturel. Uh, do you want to explain the, the process, the difference between Pétillon Naturel and Cremant? Uh, you know, I think
1: most of the people listening to this would know, you know? Like that Pétillon Naturel is, is, um, Primary fermentation is, is petio natural. Would that be the same as ancestral? Like what it's exactly that. Okay, yeah. so.
2: so you know the the main thing is uh, we cannot uh, you know we're not controlling it. You 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 have to trust your fruits. You have to trust your must. And when you launch the fermentation with uh, indigenous uh, yeast, uh, this one is a natural wine. It has nothing added, uh, no uh, no sulfite, nothing. And but you never know what you're going to have. And sometimes it go to dry, as this one, but sometimes you can have some sugar left because the yeast uh, decide to stop at one point. And uh, you have to appreciate like that. So from a vintage to another vintage, sometimes you get some residual sugar, sometimes not.
0: So I didn't notice a vintage date on this, Xavier. Uh, is, uh, is there one? Or do you just know what vintage it is?
2: Well, we don't put the vintage. We could because it's 100% the same vintage. Uh, this one is a uh, 2021, I think. Uh, what we do usually is we k- try to keep it on fa- on lees, okay, on the bottles as long as we like, but not too long. To compare to a classic champagne method or traditional method, where we try to refine uh, the the petit naturel. Usually, you want to bite the fruit. You're not totally in a wine world. You 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 bite the fruit and 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 if you wait too much uh too long, you're going to miss the freshness of the right fruit we love and uh so this is uh I would say um, you know maybe twelve uh, twelve months on fine leaves, and then this one was disgorged Sometimes it's not, but I like to disgorge it because uh, I don't like to waste my last glass and especially in restaurants, uh you know yeah uh, can,
1: can you can you repeat that last line just one more time for the winemakers in Niagara who are making pet nets still you like to disgorge your wine why do you
0: like to disgorge the wine? this
2: well, disgorge just to uh, get, get out from the the, de- the, the deposit from the yes. the fermentation yes
0: I was I was gonna ask you about that because I was not noticing any weird sediment in in the wine and that is always one of my my big problems. I have two big problems with with petnet. And I've I've discussed them with Andre uh, uh, a few well, times. I've said it on this podcast before, and it,
1: it, and it's the one thing I'm in agreement with you on is you you pay for a full bottle, but you only get to drink two it. thirds of it. Two thirds of it because oh, it's
0: God. either got sludge in the bottom, or it's hit your ceiling, or it's you know it's painting the ceiling because it's got all kind of you know you, it, it explodes and you know you get it all over the deck, you get it all over the ceiling, and, and if you get a two thirds of a bottle or half a bottle, and they're usually fairly expensive, especially on this side of the, yep. um, so. Uh one i was happy that we didn't paint the ceiling uh <laughs> here and two I was looking at it going how is this pet net and you you uh, you disgorge it so do you do you put a dosage in as well or no uh, no, no that wouldn't not be not okay no. when
2: you disgorge it uh, obviously you lose a little bit of uh wine obviously yep. and we refill it with another bottle just and put the cork, the cork okay. back but not the cork uh the cap okay we keep the cap and uh no sulfite, nothing at all, and and then after a couple of months after, ready to go to the trade, to restaurant, to private customer, ready to drink like that, fresh and clean. Huh.
1: Well, I'm glad it was. Yeah, there. this so, is yeah. this is fresh and clean. Uh, this is fresh and clean, and um, like just a nice torrent of like beautiful red fruit. Um, I know I kind of crapped on like the whole concept of cherry, but like really like cherry raspberry. <laughs> Uh, like maybe just a whisper of the savory note that you get from get the savory from. kind of rhubarbish kind of note. to this yeah. oh, good too, call. So, yeah. Good I agree call. with you. Mike, yeah. No, I'm good. with you on that too.
2: And I don't know if you notice, but absolutely no dosage <clears throat> and it is totally dry. It but is. when you what? taste it, it doesn't make you your palate totally dry. Oh, I thought it's for sure there was strong. a bit
0: of sugar in that. It
2: is not. not wow. Oh, I didn't get that. Good. There's
0: a little bitterness to the finish. That's where the rhubarb comes in, yeah. I thought.
2: Well, the, the the bitterness is a characteristic of the Cap Franc. Okay. You get that on the reds. But it's a beautiful bitterness. You know, it's a character. Cap Franc has a strong character. You know what? I,
1: I didn't find bitterness, but I think it's because I was drinking orange wine in Prince Edward County this weekend. And okay. by comparison, there was no... Bitter notes to uh, bitter notes to your pet net. That's a, I, I, I would drink the drink the crap out of that. That's a really lovely wine. That is a
0: that is a very interesting pet net and and something that as as we're not used to seeing, which is clear pet net. So i i can't stress that enough. We've got the next wine in front of us. It's a uh, Chenin Blanc. It's you know it's really fun watching
1: you try to read wine labels with your reading glasses. Oh, it,
0: it, I'm telling you, my my eyes are getting worse and all the time. And uh, yeah, this is a. Big wine,
1: like like the texture is insane. Like it's nice and like waxy, and like it's just kind of coats the middle of your palate and just fills your mouth with like the white flour and honey, and it's layered over top of like really sweet citrus. Like, do you have? I can't remember. Do you have creamsicles in France?
2: Me, can you repeat?
1: Creamsicle, creamsicle. It's a it's
0: a it's a popsicle like a like a frozen orange juice. Yeah, with like ice cream in the middle, juvenile. So oh, yeah, no, the I'm not ice sure. cream. Yeah, he's looking at
1: you like you're. This s- this, this is like a, a, <laughs> this is like a liquid creamsicle. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's it's a good
2: thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Oh my god, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm all worried. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, uh, it's a 22, uh, 20, 2022 vintage. which uh was a global warming type of vintage. So we get a little bit body than usual. But the good thing is we. Have also the acidity up and enough acidity to keep it balanced and fresh. So altogether, uh you know, obviously, it has a good body. Is uh, we can recognize the Chenin Blanc. It's 100% Chenin Blanc. That fresh white flower aroma, and when you take in your palate, it's you don't have on this vintage uh, the the green apple as we have usually. It goes straight to more. Pear and peach, you know, yep. more mature the fruits, well ripe fruits, and uh, it's really enjoyable. Uh, again, this um, this wine has no sugar residual at all, but because is uh, uh, we we age it on the fanglies, it gets some uh, body, some fat from the fanglies aging in a concrete vat, and this wine is a uh, uh, organic, biodynamic, and also uh method nature that means the new uh, the new certification can uh, explain to the customer is uh, made with uh, organic wine certified and unpicked, uh crush uh with a certain uh, pressure on it and we don't add in it in uh, no sulfite at all in the process no filtration also that means that means no filtration in a wine to keep the wine very bright and clear that means it's important to be patient to rack it every you know every month to just clean uh, to to have a clear wine so that is how this this made this wine it's very um, so so okay one
1: thing that you just said I just want to clarify yeah. is there actually a designation for vende nature yeah. and is it set by the 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 AOC and there are rules you have to follow or like how are you organized because that's always been an issue that I have is we have natural wine bars in Toronto yeah and you know it's it's basically at the discretion of the sommelier it's at the discretion of the agent where they say oh this is a natural wine like Mm. I don't think there's a set rules for it and you're telling me are there set rules and who made the rules
2: well now now it's done since the vintage of 2019 uh uh, 15 uh, wineries, 50 winemakers, I will be part of the first ro- uh, the first uh, part, uh, 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 Spanish, Italian, and French, uh, decide to write a chart uh, about what is natural wine. And they got approved from the governmental, from each one, and Bruxelles, which is European, approved it. We got, the, obviously, the AOC system approved it, the process and also i don't know how to call that uh, type of um um who call it um, um you know the the to make sure the the health the people the customer know we you you can cheat the customer the, the special uh organization um, uh, administration we have on each country uh, les fraud, you know if you gotcha. advertise for something it is wrong you can get you know uh, seen that but- and 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 the, the good thing about that, so today the only uh, uh, certification of natural wine is Vametan Nature. This one recognized in all Europe, and now is recognized in Canada, in the U.S. as well. The Food and Drug Administration recognized this uh, um, this uh, certification. I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, Ontario winemakers can use that if it, if he, he respect the chart. It can use that uh, certification and that came up in 2019 because as you said, uh most of most of the we got good and bad experience. Yeah. Uh, people said, oh, that's my natural wine, but the natural wine definition for some were different from others. Yes, very, very different. And sometimes people forgot to say about <laughs> not very good things about natural wine, how is made. This charter is clear. You can you go online, okay? He said the wine has to be at minimum organic. Biodynamic is better, but at minimum organic. He has to be unpicked. Okay. Nothing, no chemical, no chemical adding. So, indigenous uh, yeast, no sulfite, no filtration, no uh, physical action on it. Uh, um, that's it. So, you, you know, the winemakers have... A Beautiful grapes, healthy grapes, and it's here to bring to the wine without nothing else. No physical, no chemical. It's, you know, the dream. Can we do that every year? I don't know. So far, since 2019, we did it. Up to 2023. Four years on a row, we did it. But maybe next year it's going to be a complicated vintage maybe as a 2011 in a- Listen, but Ontario I lo-
1: but I lo- I, here, here's my favorite thing about what you're saying though as a winemaker is like maybe not every year depending on the on the vintage I think that's the most important thing about winemaking I think the goal for most great winemakers is to do as little as possible to get a high quality product to the bottle but at the same time you have to think about your customers and if you have a year where it rains non-stop from july until september you need to think about the 20 people who are working for you whether your crop yields are going yeah. to make it and whether you're going to have a good product to put so in the it, bottles. In, so. a,
0: in a case like that what would you do would you just wow. let it go or the drop rules, it oh,
2: good question yeah, believe me the rules of vermita nature is very strict if one vintage we cannot make it that label ferme des fontaines in Joubloin, twenty twenty-two, we cannot make it. For instance, in twenty twenty-four, we cannot use this label for five years. Wow! Wow! And why that? Because the uh, the fraud, the, uh, the the administration said, we don't want get habit to the customer. Said, oh, I know this wine. This label, it's a it's a natural wine and one vintage after doesn't have. The well, process of that, be, yep. and and they don't, they cannot get it because it's no certification. So that means we cannot use this label for five years to make sure the customer don't get uh, 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 wrong, you know, get the right wine. Wow. So it's so strict. This but, is but, it, but, it, but
1: it's just a designation of vane de nature. It's yeah. like if you had to make a decision to spray with some antifungals to, to deal with, you know, a crappy rainfall, we might not see. The de Fontaine disappear from your lineup, it just won't say Vende Nature on the bottle, right? No. Nah.
2: the label will disappear. No, the, the label f- will disappear. Ferme Ferme Fontaine, label Fontaine will is disappear. gone. For instance, but, but you can use wow. the grapes.
0: You can use the grapes elsewhere, correct? You can. You can. You, you. You can't make this Ferme de Fontaine label, but you can make something else with those oh, grapes. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I will, I will okay.
2: make. Yeah, no. Obviously, yeah. I'm not going to dump. <laughs> to dump my no, 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 worry. But we'll say. I will make a Cabernet Franc, uh, San de bourgueil for instance, yes. so, uh, with another label. Say it, it's organic, but it's not Van really uh certified, and like that, the customer, uh, you know, don't get uh, tr- um, I don't know. Um, don't get confused. I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get, exactly. Don't get confused. So yeah.
0: this is tasty. So let's let's move on. So we, we we did the Chenin Blanc, and now it's time to to get into some Cabernet Franc, which yeah. I think is the. Is the crux of I think of this uh, of this podcast, or we were hoping it was going to be? No, this anyway. is the
1: crux of the podcast. So, uh, twenty two
0: minutes in, what what makes uh, the Loire Valley the place for Cabernet Franc?
2: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 you know, Perfect. all I, right. I, well, I, uh, <laughs> you can close this podcast
0: down, Andre. We're done. You I you love it though. It just no. the, the,
2: the, the No. Well, essentially, we you know essentially. Uh, Cap Franc is around since ever. Uh, there are different stories explaining how Cap Franc get into the Loire Valley. Uh, uh, we some some says he come from southwest of France before to come from, you know, uh, uh, from Mediterranean area. I think it's uh you know we have Cap Franc seems to be uh, at least one thousand years mm-hmm. ago, and uh, Cap Franc is here because I guess far before the AOC, the AOP, the appellation system, uh, the people already noticed that Cabernet Franc were performing very well, better than the Cabernet Sauvignon or Merlot. Uh, uh, Well, weather is changing now, obviously, but Cab Franc is performing very well. So, you know, and the appellation system locked it, saying if you do a Red Loire appellation, you have to use Cab Franc, no other varietals. So that's it. It's the rules, and we love it like that. So we have to, and and it's not complicated. We have to work with it. And 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 the Cap Franc, I think, is getting better and better. Our red Loire wine. Why? Why? Because we're getting more techniques and more experience, and more. And the customer is ready to pay a little bit more to give us us winemakers more time to uh uh write. The red fruits and and to make a, a, a long, a, a pretty long aging on the wine to be ready to drink. So today, Cap Franc, and since 20 years now, is very very popular in France and especially Paris. And my little town, Saint Nicolas de with 1,000 people, we are um, we are I think 65 million people in France. Anywhere I go in France, in south of France, in a French rivera in Marseille, or anywhere. I said, oh, oh, you're from Saint-Nicolas, the wine. I'm just one of the 1,000 people. It's totally well-known. If you go in Paris, for sure, in a restaurant, you're going to have Cap Franc, four or five Cap Franc to choose, and for sure, at least one Saint-Nicolas burger, which is at the export in North America, not the case, not no, yet. No. but it's growing. It's coming. We're still
1: waiting for Cabernet Franc to have its day in Ontario. Well,
0: I, I like, I mean, the thing that, and, and I'm, I'm just going to gloss over this quickly because we, we did a, 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 a an unwrap or a, a, tear down of my, of my trip. Yeah, and, 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 the two places that I found that, that really got Cabernet Franc right, as far as I was concerned, was Saumur and all its little, little plus Saumur, puis Notre Dame and all the little Champagny, and all, yeah. and. And Burgoye and Saint Nicolas de Burgoye, the um those were my two favorite places to go. The, the 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 Cabernet Franc was ripe. It was it was what I expected Cabernet Franc to be, based on what we can do here in Ontario as well. Um, whereas Chinon, uh, I found was st- they still were in that green pepper, bell pepper salad phase. Do you know, mm. I, I don't. I, I hope you know what I'm I'm talking about here. Oh, yeah. Yours were ripe. Right. They were they were fresh. There was fruit, whereas Chinon, which they 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 bring the most Cabernet Franc in there, they're the most exported Cabernet Franc. Yeah, but yeah. it was like drinking salad. Yeah, well, You don't like salad, Michael. I like yeah. salad. I just don't want to drink it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Chinon, uh, you know I cannot. Uh I have a good friend in Chino. So okay, we can talk bad <laughs> about Chino. I, I, I get no, it, I get no, it. No, no, I, have my, you know, I have good friends over there. They, they, I they're some great Chino producer. But uh, let's talk about Cap Franc and how it's, it's changed during the, the 20, 30 years past. Obviously, Cap Franc, you cannot be a lazy winemaker when you produce Cap Franc. That's for sure. You have to take some risk. Cap Franc has a very short window where you can handpick it. It's three days. Before is going to be green, as you said, you know, asparagus or green bean, you know, type of thing we don't like much, but you know. And if you go a little bit too late, it's going to be unbalanced, jammy, not interesting, cap from it, it loses its frontness. No. Yeah, exactly. So the pyrazine, that molecule you are talking about making the testing that green things when you take, when you grab it on the right time when it's well wrapped. These green things become spice, become licorice, become eucalyptus, mint. Uh, you get some tobacco, English tobacco, sweet tobacco. All those type of things are much better and happening for the palate and for the worldwide people. So that's change for two things. Uh, first of all, because, uh, export market are getting very important because customer wants Ready to put a little bit more money and less drink less but better wine and give us all the winemaker moments to do right things. And the second thing is because we have a climate change, and I don't want to say the good things, but so far uh, <laughs> it's changing, but it's it's good for Cap Franc. So I don't want to say the good things, but again. Uh, Cap Franc, when you're tasting Cap Franc those 10 past years on the best winemakers, wow. That you get, you get very elegancey, uh, 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 very delicate, very uh, riff, refined spice and, 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 and red wines. Very nice food pairing. You can, you know, you, the, the, Cap Franc could be also, uh, a good match with, uh, as, as well as fish. Uh, one is a lifestyle style to a bigger, uh, with meat and, and salad or, uh, so Cap Franc has really, uh, lots of to offer and it's not finished. It's just the beginning. And I'm so happy that the Italian winemakers are producing Cap Franc and Greek Cap Franc, uh, because, uh, I think, uh, Cap Franc is a, will be the next grape. Uh, you don't believe it?
0: Xavier, if I, if I've, if I had a dime for every time I heard that something is the next grape, <laughs> I'd be very wealthy.
2: I think there's you know, two
1: people who think that Cabernet Franc are going to be the next grape on the planet, right? Okay, three people. We have Xavier, <laughs> we have Laura, Laura Higgins of Amethyst Wine Agency, who reps Xavier. Yeah, and we have Allison Slute of Correct. Cap Franc Chronicles. Oh Correct.
0: yeah. Wait, do you know Allison? Oh sure, I know him. But, <laughs> I She's <know, laughs> great. You know, I I don't. It's 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 like uh, you hear every every year. Well, this is the year Riesling's going to come out, or this is the year Tempranillo has its day in the sun, or Grenache is going to be the star, and they just it just never happens. As much as I want Cabernet Franc to have its day, um, you know whose I, day it is though, and always will be, is Chardonnay. No, no, it shouldn't. But that's another story. <laughs> what I what I do believe is I do believe that between the two, and and really. Ontario, and because we have to put it into an Ontario context of some sort, because we are here, we are two. Uh, we are in by far not a major region here in Ontario. We make less than one percent of the world's wine. We are not on that stage, but we do focus on Cabernet Franc as our mainstay red. You, from the Loire Valley, it, you know, you guys make a lot of wine, and it is your mainstay red. So we are following in the footsteps. Of some really great winemakers and a really great region, uh, so I think I think and I think we're on the right track, and, and I do have a bottle from 2020 for you to taste to get your opinion. So yeah, we'll do, some, we'll do, we'll, okay, we'll get that in a in a sorry, bit.
1: Laura, you were, sorry, Laura is here pouring the wines for us. You pulled the last bottle. I want to take a look at the label because, um, as you said in the podcast, I work in branding and marketing. I spend a I spend more time thinking about wine labels than any journalist in this country. If you're a journalist who thinks that you spend more time talking about wine labels, by all means, send me an email. But you're wrong. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about your your logo on the top of the bottles here, the Amiro Vigneron, where you have a, a rooster and a hen yeah. walking. And then um, the uh, La Ferme des Fontaines, you somehow got a, a painting of Michael done yeah so you have yeah, a that's yes. me. yeah, yeah. It's, you, have yeah. A, you have a donkey with um the planets going around its head and the, the moon it's on his chest
0: donald trump thing but yeah i got it <laughs> well
1: actually there is almost something like it's very it's very french it's got a bit of a like um uh, Antoine Saint Exupery yeah, yeah to this, but all right, let's 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 go to the top. Let's talk about your your what? logo. Your logo with the chicken and the the, the what? rooster. What what like what's going on with your logo?
2: Yeah, well, we have a you know, we test a classic part of the classic line with le carteron, mm-hmm. les Gravelis, which is the label that exists since two hundred years. But I were talking about this farm uh, that we got since three generation, and in twenty nineteen, when the uh, uh, on Nature Start. We said, let's make this place revive, revival, and uh, and not only wine. So we producing red and white, but also we have a uh, uh, fruit and vegetables, and we have, you know, animals. We have donkeys, but we have lots of geese walking uh, the vineyard. We have hen, and uh, we decide to put the label a little bit, uh, um, you know, changing, funnier. And uh it's, it's fun. It, it's, it's really yeah, fun. It's it's this place is only not only a winery. It's part of the Claude Carteron family and wine. But we want to make this place very special. In, and talk about the farming in general. Uh, not only wine, but about animals on the farm. uh You know what we are growing: fruit and vegetables. And it's a place where you can stay overnight and and we didn't get time to 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 see it uh, Michael last time, but uh, this place is a new generation I think of uh, we won't get out a little bit of too much wine and get said the wine and the wine is in middle of you know a, a countryside with other production and other farming, and la ferme des fontaines um it's a place of freedom I would say
0: so uh, yeah, yeah um, just to, again. I hate to keep doing this, but you bring it back to to the Ontario context. Um, when you go to a place like, and, it, and it's exactly what uh, Xavier is saying, when you go to a place like Featherstone, you walk around the back and they have chickens uh, and they have the sheep yep. and they have uh, various other things. And I remember asking uh, Louise, who's a winemaker here yep. in Ontario, well, she's, she's more the face, I guess. Yeah, but she's involved in the viticulture. She she uses uses hawks to keep the pests away from the vineyard. It's really amazing. So it's really, but you know, I asked her once. I said, "What's all the sheep and the the ducks and the the chickens?" And she goes, "I want to remind people that we are a farm. Yes, everybody gets you know wrapped up into the beauty of the vineyard and the wine and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, we are." you know susceptible to mother nature everything that she does and we are a farm and when people see chickens roosters sheep they think farming before they think of all that you know beautiful grapes. exactly
2: it's it's the base of the biodynamic uh, i don't know if you you know if you start to study a little bit of biodynamic but right away you're talking about farm and balance and we believe if you want a very well balanced wine without any you know, using chemical or physical, you need to have a balanced environmental place.
0: So, tell us about this next wine that we we have here, which
2: is called. Uh, let me just. Le gravillis. Le Gravelis is. Uh, well, it's a You're sp- talking about the dirt. Well, yeah, but it's, I brought some rocks here. Yeah, that, you're, you're, you're a real
1: rock star. Like You actually brought the vineyard yeah, with I you. I have
2: to bring them back because my wine is not going to taste the same if I don't bring them But this, uh, uh,
0: this, this is the soil right you know, He's going to make it.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, what I like to experience to people is uh, we do Cap Franc on one village, only Cap Franc on different type of soil. And I would like when the people taste the wine and taste the place, taste the soil. <laughs> this one is... It coming from a vein of deep gravels. When I say deep, is a uh, you know, ten feet is going to be sixty feet deep of small gravel like that, draining because you know the vines doesn't like too much water on the roots and also very hot soil. That is a uh, uh, certainly the plot where we harvest the first uh, the uh, and and when you test the wine. Uh, from Gravelis, we have another one called Le Fondi, which is the same type of sole. It makes the wine very warm, as a ball, very silky, almost sweet. But not the sweetness from the sugar, the sweetness from the touch of your palate, you know. Is what, is, this is what you can expect from this type of terroir, sole, Gravelis. And obviously to get that, uh, we, we, we have a classic uh, fermentation, uh, a maceration of two or three weeks. And then after we hedge it in a food raw for minimum 16 months.
1: So there's like no wood influence? No, no wood. This.
2: No, because the food raw is, uh, you know, uh, 45 hectoliter, which is a big size. Uh, he, he, they have, you know, seven years old. So it doesn't give any oak test, but the, the transfer, the oxygen transfer during 16 months, at least, I bring uh, to the wine uh the oxygen it needs uh to round up to be to be very round and, and, and silky and, and you know if you, it's it's another type of cap franc when you test cap franc in loire or in Saint nicolas first you don't test the varietal you test the soil and if you're very respectful of your farming if you're very respectful of your Uh, vinification, you're not going as a hurry, crushing push the most, you go very soft and then after you don't use any chemical or no no, uh, no physical and then you you choose the right vessel to edge your wine you're going to test at the end the place we're not going to make an Ontario Cabernet Franc because we were talking about that and I think Ontario are they have to find them way. They're going to make a wine from Ontario, the Cap Franc from Ontario, because they have to test the place. There are a great way. I test some great Cabernet Franc from Ontario, and I think, you know, just the beginning, but the climate is not the same. Uh, you have here a continental climate. Uh, we have more, um, you know, uh, Atlantic Ocean affluence. Uh, no way. It's not going to be the same Cap Franc. We don't, I would say to my friend winemakers in Ontario, don't try to make a Loire style Cap Franc or a Burgundy, blah, blah, blah. Make yours, try to make the best of the place. That, when you get in, it's, it's wonderful. And to do that, it would take some generation. It's empiric. It, <laughs> it,
0: it will, because I was thinking when he was talking oh. about how old uh, saint Nicolas de Bourgogne is. As far as a a village being two hundred years old, uh, like we're not even two hundred years old. I I, I
1: love the call to action, though, like the the thing where it's just like stop trying to make wine or don't try to make wines that taste like somewhere else. Make them taste like where they come from, which I think is it's a challenge. I think it's just like a problem that we have in Ontario is that people in Ontario have a bad perception of it. So we're trying to ride on the coattails of somewhere else. So it's it's a tough ask that you have. But I think the other thing that you're saying is it takes patience. It's taken. Like France has been around for a long time, and, and wine has been one a part a of the culture time. for a long time, and yeah. you know, not everyone. Okay, fine. Maybe we're not going to be New Zealand or Oregon. It might take some time for us to figure out what we're doing.
0: But you know, I, I do believe that we were we were trying to uh, be the Loire Valley for for quite a bit of time, especially in the uh, the nineties and maybe into the early two thousands, when we were trying we were looking for that pyrazine note in those um in those cabernet franc and we we learned over time to get harness it harness it yeah. let them ripen a little longer let them hang a little longer wait for that 3 day window that oh, was 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 talking
1: about So so okay so you and I need to talk to each other for a quick minute here while we're focused here like gravelis uh you talked about the the silky and almost like sweet fruit texture yeah. I definitely got that the the wine was beautifully ripe the Where the pyrazine notes in a lot of Ontario Cabernet Franc tends to stick out like a sore thumb and hit the middle of the palate on the way out. It's almost like the savory notes of your Cabernet Franc. It's like enveloped in in red fruit. So like it's there, but it's under it. It was really easy drinking. Um, Did you look at the alcohol on the bottle? Did you
0: care? Of the which? The the Gravelisse? Uh, I'm going to go 14. 12 and a half. Wow. Okay. That's why I thought you were being very excited
1: about it. Um, no, I love it when the alcohol is low on wines Because you can drink more of them And I smoke briskets in the summer I I'm love Cabernet Franc with, with a beautiful I'm, piece of and smoked I'm, meat I'm
0: happy to see I, I thought you we were, we were going to go My God, you should see what it was, 14 Because it was hidden very well So I'm glad to see no, that it was, was there was beautiful. You know,
2: most, uh, you know, alcohol is, is a big issue in the world today In a wine uh, Most of my colleagues, especially in the south of France In the southern hemisphere want not stay away from, you know, 14, 15, 16 sometime. And In Loire Valley, we're still okay. Uh, obviously, here, my, some of my colleagues get some higher alcohol content, but when you keep your round natural grass in your uh, vineyard you, and, and you have a very high canopy, your alcohol doesn't go high. My next, for instance, if I have a colleague, a uh, grower next to me with a short canopy, and a more heavy uh, uh, production on this vineyard, you will get, for sure, one degree more. But by the winemaking process, could not looking forward to load your vines with lots of fruits and to have a high canopy and full grass under your vines, your alcohol is just perfectly balanced. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's what we're looking for, the people looking for more and more freshness. and as we said, you know you can drink more and, uh, and it's not warm up your palate, it's just uh, uh, carry on. The acidity is the most important, I think, uh, element in a wine to carry on after test, a long after test, to help to the food pairing and to help aging the wine. non-alcohol, especially not for us. we believe. We are forty-seven degrees north. Hey, Ontario—that's that's five it's degrees <laughs> north of
1: uh, of uh, Lake Erie North Shore, North Forty-two.
2: Yeah, we know? are higher to the pole, that, closer to the pole than you. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what's the to, uh, Toronto? It's not forty-seven. It's no, 40, it's like forty-three. Forty-three. Yeah. exactly. And and so so it's it's. Um, so we're not afraid about alcohol. It's not the. It's not a No, your acidity, okay, so, Your acidities
0: are great, and and this this. Yeah, let's keep this moving. So now we have another wine. This is we were not supposed to get this wine, but oh, so that's why you had made me sneakily refill your glass. Correct. And so, Laura's not in the room, so she, correct. So we, she we were not supposed to get that. this wine, but at some point she made a motion that because she had the the bottle in her hand and she went, you know, this is the entry level. This is the. And then this is, this is, this is the, the top. top tier. And I'm like, you know, open this damn thing. Let's okay, try this Before wine. we get this, like, Gravelis, yeah. if I come and visit you at your estate,
1: how much do you sell that for? And, uh, for
2: the public price?
1: Yeah, the public yeah. price. If I come as a tourist to visit you,
2: oh, it's going to be, uh, I'm not sure. You never 16. ask the
0: winemaker how much a,
2: uh, yeah, a bottle I'm is. About, they I will, never know. I would say somewhere around, uh, 16 or 17. The, the euro. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah, there's somebody at the winery going, Xavier, no it's not even close to that so yeah.
2: you know it just can le le so we have, Hank, we have le vau le so vau is veal that's vau is yeah, no 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 no, no, no in this, uh, like, okay. this case vau Ville villa is Okay. In this case is v v a u vau means it's an old french talking it means a small valley small valley you know uh, what well, you know the loire valley obviously go East to west, and you have some smaller valley going no, up north to uh, south to north. But by chance, this valley is closed up north; is not totally uh, open, and 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 the cold wind uh, from the north cannot get in. So it we get there uh, a unique uh, climate, a microclimate, and is on the hill is where we have the cave. Uh, you know that's a picture, Michael. You know this. place we're seeing a photo
1: of we're seeing a photo of the cave the where
2: the wines are made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, and uh, to compare to the, the the previous one, which is on the terrace, it's 500 meters away up uh, to the to the hill, and here no more gravels, but we are ta- talking about limestone, pure limestone, just above the cave, and uh, 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 on top of the hill, just below the forest, we get uh, green clay and silex, and those two type of soil is maybe one hundred yard away apart. But the one the the hand-pick time is not the same. It's, you have somewhere around seven days, so we cannot wait from each other, to each other to 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 unpick them and to make the vinification of the clay and the limestone. So what we do, we make the harvest of the limestone first, we make infusion, and then one week later we go back in this Voronu area or up top to the hill to get the harvest of the green clay fruits and we make infusion. And during, uh, you know, most of the time, four or five weeks infusion, we push down by hand to extract it. Uh, Then after four or five weeks, we free run the clay and the limestone wine with no pump. We let them get homogeneous during three weeks, and then we fill up amphoras, which are right under the vineyard in the cave, and we hedged it for another minimum thirty months to sixty to thirty six months in this amphoras. So you are to another Cap Franc from the same village Saint Nicolas Bourgueil. But from another place, on top of the hill, it's obviously another vintage we didn't test yet. Today it's twenty seventeen, which is, um, I will say, uh, twenty seventeen is a very classic Loire style. In twenty seventeen, for us, we didn't get a very hot summer and heavy, and it very is a very Loire style, very delicate, very very uh, refined. You can see after four years, this one is still. So young, young, it, fresh, it, it, you fruity. Can, yeah.
0: it's, it's an absolute. Uh, Andre, I don't know about you, but I think this this wine to me uh, is is the is the best of the of the bunch that we have tried. Obviously, it is the top tier of the wines, um, but it really shows a real purity of of fruit. Yeah, it's mm. um,
1: and, and you know what I find fascinating as well is um, I, I know we haven't really been. We don't really talk about natural wine a lot on the podcast, but I think we've identified often that there is a problem with, I think, newer world natural wine. Where That's why I asked you to double down, Xavier, about uh, what you would do in a tough vintage. I think those are important questions, but you have a lot of people who are doing dogmatic winemaking where they're following the rules because the rules say the rules and they don't care as much about what the wines taste like. It's very clear you care. A lot about what your wines taste like. Um, the Cabernet Franc, the Voganu that we just tasted, is without a doubt one of the best Cabernet Francs I've ever had, and okay. I really appreciate you
0: sharing that with us. Thank you. It, it is a lovely wine, and, and it's one of the wines that uh, we had tasted while we were we were in the Loire Valley, and, and it's it's one of those ones that made me go, "Yeah." If I'm not mistaken, you ha- you we did taste that wine, and um, in my corner of the table we we finished off a couple bottles.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, can, I, can, I have a question about um, Amphoras uh, yeah. How long have you been using Amphoras at the winery?
2: Well, now we have an experience of uh, 8 years Close to 10 years uh, Ten years now At first, you know, 10 years ago We were talking about Amphoras We said, you know, is that something new? It's a marketing, blah, blah, blah We're going to put that on the labels. nah, nah. Yeah. It's not us But uh, I, I bought a couple of uh, amphora, um, Amphoras And made the try and now after eight vintage and now we have, I think 30, we got um, 15 more since we oh, came. <laughs> so we have uh, around 30 or 35 on uh, for us now. I can say that's the perfect content to edge a wine. It's not a new content. It was a first content, you know, yeah. it exists since 8,000 8, years. But the thing is, you know, when you make, when you winemaker, you won't make the best wine. From that place, do you want make all your heart in it? Uh, you don't want to add in any oak, any uh, exogen. I don't know, Action, a Type yeah. of te- uh, you, you, you oak, uh, exogen. Uh, you know, add test. You know, oak okay. test. If you can make as pure oh. as pure as possible, only fruits, only acidity, only bitterness, like bitterness, only things, and it makes perfect. That's great, and is what I want to accomplish today. If uh, I don't want to say, I'm going to stay away from any kind of oak barrels and everything, because obviously it's a great continent to age a wine. But when you do natural wine, you don't use any chemical, uh, no twist to make your wine. Uh, Why shouldn't put that in a clear uh, content with not giving any test, a specific test, add in? Uh, so it's com- it's pretty complicated. We're still learning about it because you have different, um, dirt, terracotta. You have the, the, the low cook one, uh, less than 1000 degrees Celsius cook, which is a clay pot with lots of, uh, oxygen transfer. And, and you have another one called more, s- going to ceramic with less transfer oxygen, a cook. The the, the, the the amphora are cooked over one thousand degrees Celsius with very low transfer so obviously from what you are testing at first you choose the right content sometimes you said oh this wine I can see it in this type of content and sometime uh, you choose you so if you come to see my cave you will see all type of amphora uh, all type of size and form because the form is so important Uh just a quick thing maybe it's techniques but I think it's important if your amphora is totally round as a ball you know, the way their pressure is going to make a pressure on your liquid in a wine and it's going to make your wine in movement and you're going to have a natural batonnage okay? yeah. is round if you take an amphora almost as a tube yeah the the, the the flow is going to be much slower and in, 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 in you're going to get less, less contact, well, less movement, less... Uh,
1: well, and a gentle extraction of everything. Uh, when you use Amphora, do you put the the full fruit in it as well? No, just, just the juice. Just okay. the
2: juice because my cave is 13 degrees Celsius. It's too cold to make the alcoholic fermentation in it. Gotcha. But it's good enough to make malolactic fermentation into aging Cool. so uh, I once said say that each amphora has a very specific and unique uh, 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 way to uh, uh, refine your, the aging of the wine and again it's natural and, and you cannot from an amphora to another one you have to learn from that it's empiric you have to learn from a vintage to another vintage every year we do 45 single cuvées of Cabernet Franc Saint-Nicolas at first, plot by plot. And after 18 months, we're going to finish with only eight. That means every weeks we are testing the wine with my brother and my team, blend eyes, and we say, oh, we got it. This week we got it. The number three and number four, you know, number eight, let's put them together in this type of content. And, let's, and every year the itinerary is different. We... You, you see what I mean? You, you do by filling. You do by people around the table testing with you. And uh, each content is so different. Amphora are not stainless steel. If you take two vats of stainless steel 10 hectoliters, your wine is going to taste pretty much. If you take two amphoras from the same uh, amphora producer 10 hectoliters, they are not going to taste the same. So you have to know each of, each of them. Uh, that's the part of the, the great part of the winemaker uh, is testing the wine and decide the aging away of the wine.
1: If someone had told me in January of 2023 that some of my favorite wines of this year were going to be from a natural winemaker that Michael Pincus was going to introduce me to, <laughs> I would have lost a bet. Because actually something Michael and I have said on the podcast many times is that one of the problems with the natural wine movement, like I said, is dogmatic winemaking, is that there's a lot of snake oil salesmen who are happy to sell faulted wines and say it's part of the process, where um, I think you might be my new favorite winemaker from the Loire, because the other winemaker I fell in love with were Catherine and Pierre Breton, mm. and I did not know that they were natural winemakers because the wines were good. I have Nuit Divresse, I keep that in my house at all times. I have magnums of it in my house because I like to have it on hand because it's a delicious wine. What you've presented to us today are delicious wines. I think it's amazing that you're trying to do natural winemaking, but it's a it's a byproduct. You're like it's great that you're doing that, but the wines are delicious and that's the most important thing. Thank
0: you. So we're um we're gonna wrap this thing up, yeah, we obviously. Are uh what uh what we've done now is poured um uh Xavier a wine from Vineland it is their i uh, let's call it their base model we've just gone from
1: a top tier Loire wine to the entry level from Vineland it's holding up really well I, I think well. it's
0: holding up but i want to hear what uh, Xavier has yeah, to Xavier, say what do you think and uh the other thing I, I i do want to say while Xavier is tasting this wine is that uh, it's not everyday Andre, that in in 2023, you get invited back to a man's cave. I'm just saying, it just doesn't happen very often. So, uh, Xavier has invited us very nicely back to his cave. He's not pulling us by the hair, so I'm very happy about that. I'll be there. I'll be there. So, Xavier, this is uh, from the 2020 vintage, which is one of the better vintages that Ontario has seen. Um, Obviously, under screw cap, which I don't know how much... Uh, Loire Valley goes under screw cap these days. Um, oh, you are, you
1: are, you're like, you're, you're not just like shaking your head. Like you don't like screw caps.
2: It's not, I'm um, not like screw cap, but why using screw cap when you have a good cork? I understand early 2000 when, the when the cork uh, industry was husking uh, too much to the, to the cork, uh, cork, uh, uh, but in in the, the cork was so bad, and and New Zealand, and give the way to all the wine industry to go to screw cap. But today, I think the the the, the oak, the the cork industry is very careful about the forest of oak, and we have got a great cork. So when uh, every day you you're working in your vineyard, making as uh, clean as possible, as healthy your vineyard and your soil. And you make your winemaking as not using anything. You want keep natural up to the hand and cork. Today, it cuts most. Maybe it's more money a good cork, but you know you don't care. You want your wine taste good. Five, ten years, fifteen years on the roll.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Brian Schmidt a little bit here. He did not. I I know he he came to a screw cap kind of kicking and screaming a little bit. I know he wasn't that thrilled about doing it. But he realized that 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 this wine uh, required.
1: I like I like the the opinions on it. So um, it's a battle I have even with my little wine company. Like I like I like screw caps for the cost and the consistency. That I know every bottle of when pigs fly rosé I sell because it's a wine I want drunk young. will be of a consistent quality. I know Adam. Adam has started his own kerning company. That's the winemaker who made the wonderful testimony that we tasted. He spends a lot of money. On good corks for his project there and i don't know if the adx wine company is ever going to spend a lot of money on corks because we we're trying to keep our costs down
0: it's expensive to buy good corks so now well, so i do i do want to find out what xavier thinks corks screw cap don't don't look over here
2: no look that, back into the glass what
0: did you think about this um cabernet front
2: well uh, 2020. You said it's a good vintage. It's a good vintage. Well, hot,
0: hot, dry, hot.
1: dry, but enough balance. Horrible, to hold horrible for human
0: beings. Good for good. Okay. But, but well, we, had,
1: we had we had cool nights, which we don't usually have in hot summers. So not, there should be some acid.
0: I'm okay. not. Ta- I'm not want to talk him in or out okay, of the one I want to hear what he's saying. Seems to
2: be the same than we got in 2020 in Loire in French in general. It's a great. It's a good vintage. Is in Loire Valley, and I'm not sure here, but I didn't taste many vintages from this same cuvee, but I will say it's a little bit, this type of vintage are a little bit demonstrating because you get a little bit more sun yes. and uh, um, astral, as we say, more than what you got from the, from the soil, from the earth, yep. you know? So I love this one. It's very well made. It's fresh. Screw cap is fine with me. Don't 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 give me wrong. <laughs> if you if you're going to test it in the next uh, two or three years, that's perfect. Obviously, I don't think screw cap it will be great if this wine is made to be uh drink in five years. But uh this cap franc you can when I smell it, I got the cap franc. Nothing wrong. It's not the cap franc from Loret, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> no. you, you don't mess up, but it's different. Keep going, making your own Cap Franc here with your own, you know, identity is what we love. Is what the customer wants. You want to be proud of your Cap Franc. Don't try to make it as we do because we don't have the same climate again. But this one is excellent, and I will be very interesting to hide the bottle of twenty twenty. This Cap Franc. In the middle of a tasting of Loire from twenty twenty, and say what's going to say my colleagues, winemakers, and, and I will be surprised. You,
1: that, that's a that's, that's a pretty high compliment. That's a high
2: compliment, <laughs> I, Brian. I, I, you should I, be I right like ahead. it. Yeah, no, you, you know, I already enjoy it. The only thing is, again, twenty twenty is a little bit demonstrative and crushed by sun Great. and hide a little bit the soul expression. That's but. To the sales point and commercial point is perfect. <laughs>
1: all, right, all right, so so Xavier, uh, last question before we wrap: Which Ontario Cabernet Franc did you like better? I oh, know the first one or the second one.
2: Ah, oh yeah, oh, the the twenty eleven or the oh the twenty 2020.
1: twenty. No.
2: Wow, it's a wo- it's.
1: <laughs> oh, don't tell me you're going to be a politician here.
2: No, what well, you know? I pre- know where he's I, going. I, prefer, I know uh, uh, you know. sincerely... But you know, my 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 point of view is he has maybe, his hand you know,
1: on the testimony, by the way. It
2: is a twenty twenty one. The, the twenty eleven is is uh, you know it's it's my grandma speaking. Yes, you know it's it's because
0: he, it's he my, likes he likes yeah. them a little bit green and he likes them a little bit reedy yeah. and he likes them yeah. a little weedy. Yeah. That's what he likes. He doesn't yeah. like that that fruit. I could feel where he was going with that. I like that.
2: it too, but you know it's. Each wine at this time of the day. Tonight is like that. Let's talk tomorrow with another wine. <laughs> it could be it
0: could become, it completely different. Do you know what? Xavier, uh, I just I'll just tell you so uh you know it's 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 weird we, we, we poured this wine after your high end. This is this is this is, really well. this is Brian's entry level fifteen dollar Cabernet Franc. So job. it's it's uh, it, oh, it you know standing next to your your high end it was yeah. kind of a, a, a not a fair comparison to Brian, but I think no. it did hold up, it's and it was, it was, uh, it, but it was up. really so, good. So, so, so Michael, no, sixteen dollars. I... Sorry, it's fifteen ninety five now. I think so. Oh, and the uh, the other one was how long? How much? Sixty dollars. So sixty euros or sixty dollars into Canada. So that uh, Le Levo Vaux uh, oh, Le Renew C'est sixty dollars. <laughs> Xavier, um, I,
1: thank you very very much for the um the inspiration. I think what you're saying to Ontario telling us to do our own thing is something that we really need to hear from people outside our borders because it is a problem here that Ontarians don't drink Ontario wine, but we've had you say very nice things about two Cabernet Francs here, which yeah. I also think is important. So I, I hope you don't mind us bringing that on you. Oh, no. Thank you very much for sharing your excellent wines. I'm looking forward to talking to Laura about putting an order together Uh, and getting my hands on some of these because, um, like, wow. And and Michael, like, we haven't had a chance to travel together, but this is a real treat. So thank Laura, Xavier, Michael, thank you for putting this together.
0: Uh, Xavier, it was a pleasure seeing you again. And uh, I hope we, we, Andre and I, can get out to your caves because you just don't get invited to everybody's cave every (laughs) often. All
1: right. So this is our (laughs) first podcast of uh, 2024. Happy New Year, Michael. Happy New Year, Xavier. Thank you. Happy New Year, Laura. I think we'll have to get our hands on a galette des rois. It's a French tradition that doesn't really uh make it here in Canada, but you you're, you're going to love it,
0: Michael. I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. So, doesn't uh, require me uh it, it doesn't require me to take my clothes off, right? No, it requires you to eat. Oh, then I'm in.
1: I'm in. Okay. And, and and if you get the the magic bean that's hidden in the cake, it means you're the king for the night. And do I get get to go to a cake? Oh cave? my god, he's never had a galette des rois. Can you believe that? Oh, no. No. I've never had it, but I've, do,
0: do I get to go to your cave? Is that my. Uh... Okay, we're going to his cave. We get that. All oh, right, got okay. it.
1: Support the podcast. Patreon.com slash two guys talking wine. Andre Wine Review at Andre Wine Review on social media. AndreWineReview.ca is my website. Um, our sponsorship with Valdoka is over, so we're looking for a new sponsors. So by all means, if you have a few dollars, we're not expensive
0: to sponsor, but uh, we appreciate the support that helps us keep things going. And I'm Michael Pingus of com. Again, a big thank you to Laura. A, an even bigger thank you to Xavier, who's traveled up just a little bit further. And um, I uh, I am on social media as The Grape Guy. Andre, thank you for actually liking one of the winemakers I brought to town. I didn't actually have anything to do no, with it. No, this, this was he amazing. He just on his own steam. Um, and good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.